Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam, where this week we are reviewing episode two of Miss Marvel uh, with the name Crushed. It's a little bit difficult just to say episode two Crushed. It doesn't sound right. So I had to say that the, the episode name is Crushed. Um, as always, I am joined by Josh. Evening. And Tony. Oh. So yeah, we're back for more Miss Marvel action. Uh, second week um, and let, I suppose let's just dive in um, I think this is there's a little bit more to this episode for a, mm. a 40 minute episode I've got two and a half pages of notes um, <laughs> ju- mainly just because of of the topics it touches on I think mm. there's a lot more to this episode than than mm. the first one um, starting off like quite slowly um, I thought again it had a great soundtrack um, and we'll touch on that a little bit later as well with a, another scene that comes later on in the, the episode but it starts off with a great soundtrack again like the first one did and I thought it was a really well put together opening yeah it's great I thought yeah, I just smiled all the way through it She's... yeah uh, but what I love about it is um, there's there's a confidence in Kamala and there's also a confidence in the actress. You can just see even that scene that she's just loving that job. Yeah, and, yeah, and definitely. And uh, I just really liked how they, it was such a juxtaposition to the, uh, to the opening episode because it's pretty much the same opening except it's completely turned on its head. Yeah. It's that she's now this confident superhero. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it shows. I did notice one of the posters behind them says Homecoming on it, which I thought was mm. quite a nice little nod. And, and I think I definitely get Homecoming vibes from the series. Um, yes. Which isn't a surprise because they're of similar age. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, my next note is, and I think we kind of touched on it with the last one, that, that Zoe is definitely the Flash Thompson of Kamala's world. <laughs> yeah. That she yeah. hates Kamala, but loves the superhero in exactly the same way that Flash hated Pete, but um, loves Spider-Man. Um, it's a common thing for us to shout Penis Parker in this house. Um, so so Fla- Flash is um, <laughs> a bit of a hero in this household, so it's not a surprise that that, that stands out. Um, the, the one thing I will pick up on this that I'm not... Comp- <laughs> completely worked out what's going on is I can't work out whether he has romantic feelings for her or not it's very strange because there's moments when you think oh there's something there and then because there's that whole scene when she falls on him and you think oh this is going to be a bit weird but it's not it's just like a friendly, like yeah oh, oh yeah, no, he clearly, does. yeah he clearly wants to have more than just a friendship with him. But yeah. when he lands on it, it's not awkward. They kind of well, just brush it off. Well, I think that's the trouble. He, he's quite, he is awkward, isn't he? I suppose he's trying to sort of be cool, but also embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, but he, yeah. he clearly has got feelings for her. Um, yeah. We talked that episode. We'll come to it in a minute, but the scene, the scene in the car in a minute. Yeah. Like, jealous. Yeah. Um, then we get one of our friends come back to see us. Montage man. Is here hey, for Kamala. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, um, and there's some really cheesy comedy throughout that as well with the oh, the, the yeah. silly drop. Um, and there's also a little bit of 
if we see Jai in there as well, when she's jumping between steps. Yeah, um, but it's not as Parker a bit, and it's sort of yeah, but it's not as bad as some of the CGI we have seen throughout these series. It's not as bad as say the opening episode of Moon Knight. Mm. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad, um, but it was noticeable. Um, yeah. And then we get a, a complete shift in tone. I think from after about ten minutes into this episode, um, and it becomes what has become the strongest side of the MCU for me, the uh, the political storytelling yeah, um, yeah. kicks in throughout this episode. And I think that's why I've got so many notes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I also like how, how it kind of kicks off showing how religion is changing for a modern, modern world um, throughout this. We get the, obviously, her other best friend trying to become part of the, the council at the, mm-hmm. the temple. I really like that. It's um, and and on top of that, her mum is less stereotypical in this episode than mm. she was in the first one. Yeah, um, she was quite harsh um, about it in the first one. Whereas this, they seem to have smoothed out some of the edges with it, and it doesn't feel as stereotypical as I thought it was. Um, and yeah, as I say, her best friend Nakia. Um, I really, really like what they're doing with her. Uh, yes, as I said on, on last week's episode, mm. she is in the comics. Both her and Bruno yes, uh, are oh, a big no, part no, of the I've comics. Got, I've actually just started reading that, that first collection today, funnily enough. Yeah. Picked it up um, and yeah. Uh, and as I said right at the beginning, we get a great musical number in this. Um which I thought fitted really well. I love the colouring to show that it's it's in her head mm. because we get that moment halfway through it when her parents interrupt her. Out the fridge, yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. can it, the the hue of the the picture changes to bring her out of that, and then yeah. as soon as she goes away from them, it goes back to that same darker kind of paler hue, and I, I really liked how it was um it was put across. Yeah. And all through um, that, again, you've got a really infectious sort of smile come and grin. Yeah. And just clearly, she's just doing that so well and portraying a character who's having so much fun and having so much fun herself with it. It's really nice yeah. to see, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then on something else we touched on last week, we don't see as much of it in this episode, um, which I kind of like. The, there's less of that kind of fourth wall breaking with the stuff going around. But what I will say is I really like the the use of the text messaging stuff. I think yes. that works really well. Yeah. Um, compared to you know, like the animation stuff that we had last time, I feel like this works better because it kind of captures the modern tone of, yeah. of her character. Um, so I really like that. Um, and I think it's working really well. Um, then I said that we get the, I quite like the uncontrollable powers that she starts getting, like her nose. I thought that was hilarious. Again, her, her eyes just crossing is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like how it ties in that they're trying to kind of compare it to her being a, a growing woman. I like yeah. that touch when they talk about the periods and, and stuff like that. I think that's a really good way of 
kind of portraying what she's going through. Well, I also think of this, but it's interesting that there's that scene with them with Bruno. Uh, by the way, where did Bruno get that app that can scan her vitals? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he's that clever. That I suppose he's probably built it himself. But, um, but that's a nice scene, and they get that, get that done in episode two, that the, the powers are actually within her, and the um, yeah. it's just an amplifier. I thought that was interesting to see that already. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah I think that's uh, how they're going to link in the hu- inhuman thing. You know? Yeah, I think well, it is go. as well. Here's where I'm going to pitch whether it'll be that wide. As I wonder whether something like the Terrigen Mist was knocking around at the time of partition, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, and I wonder what, whether her putting the the gauntlet on has has released it again. Awoken, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, and and awoken that that gene, which would possibly tie into the X Men as well. Mm. I wonder whether that they're going to kind of try and tie it together. Yeah. Like being there's two separate genes within people, and this is what's triggering it. Um, and I definitely like I again bouncing back to Nakia. I I really like her character, um, and it kind of she's at the forefront of showing why Miss Marvel the Miss Marvel story means so much to that community and why yeah. she has become so popular. It's yeah. Well, <laughs> Where they're sort of going around that uh, around the Eid festival, since so she's sort of cruising for votes, she <laughs> confronts her uncle and brags to me to get basically voted for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and touching on that, we are skipping ahead a little bit. I'll bounce back, but the names of the the groups, the Illuminati <laughs> aunties, is brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to give us a little tie into the MCU. Yeah. We get we get that, um, which I quite liked. But um, bouncing back, we get more of the weird ca- counsellor again. Oh, he's just so kooky, isn't he? Yeah. He's just going to be so trendy, isn't he? And sort of yeah. Odd. Yeah. But my question is, why is it Caltech? Why is it not Stark Industries or something like that? <coughs> I thought that was a really... Or, or tie it into, like, the West Coast Avengers. Hmm. I think it it's just, just a device. It's just a device yeah. to sort of get, get him out of completely the other side of the country and gives him that sort of um, that dilemma, isn't it? Because he clearly wants to spend the summer with Kamala. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like it could have been a little bit more tied into the larger, larger picture mm. um, with that bet. <laughs> I did note that Bruno was dressed like Martin McFly. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah. which I thought was was quite cool. Um, and then we get the, the big tie-in to, to the MCU. We get the mention of Kingo. Mm. From, <laughs> um, which I thought from Eternals, which I thought was really great. And, and we've yeah. kind of touched on this um, between us, that obviously there's been the announcement that we're getting a Wonder Man series on the way. Mm. Um, if there's not a tie-in between King, Kingo and Simon Williams, I am not going to be happy. <laughs> Two Hollywood stars, and, yeah. and you've got to, you've got to tie him in. Um, yeah. And it does seem like Kingo is going to be the sort of character that sticks around. We might lose some yeah. of the other Eternals, but for for us three, he's obviously been putting in a, a really great performance in Obi Wan Kenobi um, yes. in recent weeks as well. And and I really do hope he sticks around. I know mm. Tony, you watched him in the Twilight Zone as well. Um, mm. when it when the reboot happened a couple of years ago. Um yes, I'm putting a really the, good turn. 
he was in the um, episode about the stand-up comedian. Yeah. I think was that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I really liked him in that as well. So, mm. um, <laughs> my question about this episode is: How does her brother not know whether he's their cousin or not? Yes, I did think Trump process that scene. <laughs> how would she know that he yeah. was their cousin, but he wouldn't? I I didn't get that. Uh, that seemed like a really weird thing. Um, it did I, smart, sort of nod, nod to Bake Off that was in there. Then. That was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, there, there's a whole great big bit. The the, the family bit kind of back to back, isn't there? Because then mm-hmm. then it goes to the dinner, and and I love the fact that they're ripping it out of him for working in Hot Topic mm. and calling him a goth. <laughs> that was really funny. I I really like her brother as well. I think that's um. Mm. A, a great setup. Um, so, and I did know, and it this all, and I had watched it, but I thought I would make this note. I want to know more of the backstory, and obviously we get a little bit of that at the end. But I did think mm. at the time I'm going to write that down because there's a point in this episode where you want more, and then mm. they give it to you at the end. Yes. So I really like that. Um, then I, I did write, as I, as I mentioned, um, whether the, the Bangalore's awoken something um, inside her and, uh, and other people, um, which again, we'll, um, we'll touch on that at the end, um, about whether it's the, the inhuman gene and it's released something. Um, we get a, a whole scene about John Bon Jovi, um, <laughs> which is appropriate because he is from New Jersey. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's it's perfect that that they're talking about him. Um, I want to know why the grandmother is such a hated figure, and again, that touches on the end. Um, then um, we get the real kind of racism story kicks in at the back end of this with damage control. As we said last week, we we get the yes. funny feeling that they're going to be the the antagonist in this. That, and that's, that's a great scene with um, uh, whether interrogating what's your face, I forgot the name already. Um, Zoe. Zoe. Zoe, yeah. And, and the look on his face when um, when his uh, partner is on about uh, Latinx people and stuff. Um, yeah. And there's a complete face change in him where he sort of clearly is not comfortable with the sort of avenue that she takes for those couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, and and, he, and he even there's a there's a pause when he te- when he tells you sort of they need to sort of um, check out the mosques and stuff. So I thought that was an interesting little dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad he's getting a bit more screen time mm. um, because I, I quite liked him in Spider Man. Um, yeah, he just didn't have a lot of screen time, and and as we know, a lot of that has been cut and will be added into this extended yeah, version that's coming out later this year so I imagine he probably gets a little bit more screen time there but I, I've really enjoyed him in this so far I, I'd kind of like to see him kind of become the sort of current phase you saw of Phil Colston and just popping up everywhere actually now yeah yeah. I think they do need kind of a, an earth based annoyance I would yeah. I would say um, kind of along the, the lines of what they're doing with Benedict Wong on the yes. more mystical side, that he's popping yeah. up here and there. Um, it would be quite nice. And we know damage control was set up for something bigger a while back, and it didn't happen. Um, well, yeah, because they, they've effectively kind of um, 
replaced Shield now in the sort of day to day, haven't they, of the MCU? Really, yeah. in that respect. Yeah, uh, and that's because we know what happened to Shield, and mm. obviously Nix disappeared off planet, and and Shield's kind of disappeared, and this seems to be the the replacement. Um, mm. And then we get we get another very familiar Spider Man trope. A really dreadful but successful rescue. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to yeah, touch on this because I, I love things like the thing that makes Marvel, especially their superheroes, relatable is that their their heroes fuck up and they fuck yes. up in major ways. But the thing that's begun to annoy me with the MCU is that yeah, their heroes do fuck up, but they'll do something to fix a situation. It won't quite work. Something will happen. But then the, the thing that they do in the next 30 seconds immediately fixes the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas with the way Sony and Marvel jointly have handled Spider-Man, specifically Tom Holland, and the way Marvel are handling, or at least they've handled Miss Marvel in this particular save sequence, I really liked it because she kept fucking up and not being able to control her powers. Yeah, and it was there's moments in it when you go, why is she doing that? Like when she gets off the, the whatever you want to call it, the the stone that she's made, and she steps onto the dome, and I'm like, why she got off first? <laughs> My, d- there's moments throughout it, and you're like, oh, she's doing things the wrong way round. Something's not going to go right here. Mind you, the thieving little git was lucky she saved him because did you notice the shoes that were on his feet? Yeah. They're the ones yeah. from the mosque. Yeah. Uh, the shoe thief. Uh, I, I didn't yeah. pick it up until I watched a breakdown video earlier today. And you thieving little git. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and then we get kind of into the, the finale of it all. I actually thought the, the special effects in our escape were really good. Yeah. Compared mm. to the ones we'd seen earlier on. Um, I think they did a, a, a really good job with that. Um, and I don't know whether you guys noticed that the, uh, uh, the drones were Starks. The, I was going to say yeah, Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, I thought, oh shit, is Mysterio going to make an appearance? Yeah, I was hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because those sonic guns, aren't they, that are based on yeah. that Stark tech? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get the, the surprise at the end. Yeah, of her grandmother coming back, and the the guy that she's been dating is her uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incest. It took me a second to process that those were the same actress. I think. Yeah, because that we saw that, and I kind of assumed like, like she was getting like contacted from 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 another realm or from the past or something by her grandmother. And then then yeah. it took me a second. Well, hang on, oh, she in the car as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really clever. I wasn't expecting that at all. No. Um, to end on that note, and yeah, I, I thought this was a, a massive step up compared to episode one. Mm. Um, I just I, we, I, for me, this side of the MCU has always been when it's been at its best. I don't necessarily think the likes of Endgame and Infinity War and stuff like that have been their best. It's when they've kind of narrowed into that political side of things that I felt they've been at their best, which is why the Captain America trilogy is will always be my favourite mm. because of what it is. And I and I think well, if it, Falcon it, it, and Winter Soldier had been allowed 
to do what it wanted to do, it would have been a, a far better show. I think COVID oh, yeah. hit that. Um, again, within that show, Zemo was the most interesting character because of his standpoint on the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, and mm. I think this is now going in the right direction to to join that club of uh, the MCU being at its best in storytelling. Yeah. Um, it might not be the best in effects. It may not be the best acting-wise, though she's great for her first job and, and the, the supporting cast are really good as well. But I think, as proven, if the MCU does what is done previously, like I say, with like the Captain America stuff and, and hopefully going forward with Anthony Mackie's Captain America... Um, it's when it's at its best. It's telling these these types of stories, and and the TV format, especially this sort of short form TV, is even better for that. If 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 yeah. we were getting a two hour Ms. Marvel movie straight off the bat, I don't think it'd be quite so rich in terms of the storytelling no. or the background. No, definitely not. And I th- and I think certainly I agree. If some of these characters had come along when Disney Plus was first up I think some of them would be far richer for it and and I think it's been proven by Wanda and Vision I think are far stronger for their TV series as we saw yep. in Doctor Strange I think Hawkeye is a completely different character now because mm. I know a lot of people didn't particularly care for him from the movies but I think the TV series has set him up as a as a far stronger character and, yep. and yeah I think there's there's some others that could have that have maybe gone by the wayside now that possibly think, could have had a better story. And I think that that will help, I suspect, with, when the Marvels comes along in a year or so, that, yeah. that we've, we've already met Photon and we've already met Photon and we've already met Kamala in this format. And... Yeah, definitely. So have you guys got anything else you want to add before we love them and leave them? Uh, um... Just... just... Just a couple of little moments. I love that little little bit in the early on in the training when, when she, when she's falling down the side of the wall. She says, "You have to let me go." Just riffing on them, on the Black Widow, and she's like literally like two steps away from the floor. <laughs> Brilliant scene. And she's just so playful. Isn't she? I said I loved all that stuff in the mosque and uh, they're in the talk. They're like all the, the the girls on their Instagram at the back, and it's not Snapchat or whatever. She's, um, and, and that I love that 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 whiz round the um, the Eid, all the groups in Eid, including like the converts or the, so the reverts, whatever they're called. Yeah, <laughs> three white people just eating all the food. <laughs> um, yes, and I love that 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 sequence in the car where Bruno's jealousy coming through, and he said, "Oh, I've seen that film too." And he's, "Oh, dude, you're trying too hard, mate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. It's it's, a, it's definitely a try hard, isn't it? Yeah, he's, that's he's for sure. Bad, bad puppy eyes, isn't he? Oh, bless yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, do you know what? Just that this is a marked improvement on the last episode. I think we can agree on that. And to be honest, if they'd have done what they did with this one, I mean, I know the first one is technically like, you know, introducing you to Kamala, introducing you to Bruno all the people, all the cast and all that. But at the same time, you don't have to just do that in one episode. You can move the story along as well. Yeah, okay, she gets the, the bangle or whatever it is to um 
endow her with her powers. But that is literally all that happens in the first episode. That's all it builds up to. There's a little bit of character development here and there, but this episode just amps it up so much. And I think yeah. if they'd have maybe done what a lot of shows on Disney Plus have done quite recently in when they premiere, they release the first two episodes. If they'd have done that with this, people mm. wouldn't have sort of, I don't want to say hated on it because it wasn't massively hated. It's just people tuned out as soon as the first episode aired with this one. And I think that's what Marvel's mistake with this one was. They didn't actually do a double episode release like mm, they did with yeah. Moon Knight, Hawkeye and the last couple of shows. And I really think they missed a trick with that one. But yeah, this episode was so much better than the first. Really fun, engaging. And the twist at the end has actually made me excited for next week's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. episode. And in fairness, I'm still going to be watching Obi-Wan Kenobi before I watch Miss Marvel next week. But that's just because that's the finale of that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I suppose we better mention at, at this point that Miss um, Marvel did have the lowest ratings for a first episode from Marvel TV series, sadly. But again, I would put that down to them not releasing the first two episodes together. Yeah, and yeah, I also and think it... there's the demographics issue as well. It, it, it's kind of oh, yeah. 24s and under, really, isn't it? And we're going to watch it because it's it's part of our remit and, and, and we enjoy doing it. But the more casual, general Disney Plus renter may not sort of just dive into it in quite the same way, are they? Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think that is it is going to cost it in the in the long run. And hopefully, with there being in the Marvels, that it might tempt people to go back and watch it. Mm. Yeah. Um. Once yeah. she's up there on the big screen, people are going to go. Well, who is she? And they're going to go go back and watch it. Um, so fingers crossed that does help it in in the long run. It certainly doesn't deserve to be as low as it was. No. Um, I don't even think it made a million watches, did it? In its first first week, I think. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. I think it only made about eight hundred thousand, mm. um, which is over a million less than Moon Knight, Loki, um, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, but again, as we touched on outside of Moon Knight, they were established characters already. And I think Oscar yeah. Isaac drags people in as yeah. well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully it will catch on. As I said, this, this one was certainly a, a marked improvement compared to the, the first episode. Uh, so I guess on that note, that is our review of episode two, Crushed. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with another episode reviewing episode three of Miss Marvel. Thank you very much, boys, for joining me. No worries. Uh, remember, if you want to follow us on social media, we are under most things under BPB Podcast Productions um, over on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us there, and we'll be posting whenever we've got a new episode um, across the production company. So thank you very much, listeners, and we will see you next week for episode three.